is happening, everybody? This is the big dudes in the trenches. I am Doug. Here is Bug and Tug, as promised. How y'all doing, fellas? Doing well, man. How are you? Sensational. I hey, like it. you got a little pee on your hat. Do you know that? I did know that. Uh, it's actually a governor, so have a little respect, okay? And before we get started with this... Yeah, it's Governor P, okay? Austin P, yeah. to be exact. Yeah, Governor Austin. I know I'm first name basis because I went to his house <laughs> this weekend. Uh, I have a question before we get started, though. Uh, how are you going to do it if you really don't want to dance? By standing on a wall? Back up off the wall. Think about it. How are you going to do it if you really won't take a chance? By standing on the wall. I mean, come on, get your back up off the wall. <laughs> I feel Welcome like Tug to the is poet, big lost. dudes in the trenches poetry slam. Yeah, he's he's completely lost. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely just wrote that. That was definitely me. I, I know you didn't. I'm aware enough to know okay. that it's a song. Okay, but do you know, do you know who it's when? By? I forget. In fairness, I have no I don't know who it's by, but I've heard the song about a half a million times in my life. In fairness, you asked me about a name. Uh that is You got you there. Yeah, you <laughs> got you there. Uh a little cool in the gang to get us started. The nineteen eighty one smash. Get down on it. Absolutely right, on. banger. <laughs> what a what a what a great episode. What a great podcast. All right, let's pack it in and go home. All right, so we're reviewing week 12 here. Uh, this is FCS Rivalry Week. This is the week before the FCS playoffs were announced. Now, as we are live on Monday night, the FCS playoff bracket has already been released. We will be going through at least a little bit of that, uh, showing you what that playoff bracket is going to look like. We're not going to give our picks, though, because we'll be doing that all throughout the bracket. So we're not like last year I put out my own bracket like I picked every game right off the bat on Selection Sunday and put it up on Twitter, which doesn't even exist anymore. It's X now. The app formerly known as Twitter. Yeah. Yes. I was I was wondering, I was thinking about this. What if what if for later this week we do a full bracket and we only pick a game if one of the teams changes? So say, for example, SIU's playing Nichols. I'm going to pick SIU. Like, it should be no surprise to anybody that I'm picking the Salukis in that first matchup. But if they – their next game would be against Idaho. Now, say SIU loses, right, then I would re-pick, you know, who's going to win Nichols versus Idaho. I don't think it, my answer would change. Uh, I probably would pick Idaho in that second match anyway. But what, uh, what, what do you think? What do you think? No, that's what I think. Okay, fair. <laughs> I think that got way too complicated, way too fast. I don't want to put in the work to do that. So <laughs> I, I have my uh, my eleven year old daughter sitting here peeking around the corner to see what's going on. She then ran off when I started talking. Yeah, because nice. you acknowledged her existence. That was yeah, correct. Yeah. That's that the worst thing you can do to an eleven year old. Partially the goal. <laughs> okay, uh, so if you don't know by now. 
first of all, thank you for tuning in. Uh, weird that you're doing so this late in the season, but I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> this is the week 12 review. So we're sticking to our regular format still here, picking every single ranked versus ranked matchup of the weekend, picking every single rivalry of the weekend. We also had some bonus games uh, that we just decided that we would take and we get bonus points if they sound good. So, yeah, like, you know, we have in the rules here. Yeah. Duh, rules. You can you can tell we're children of the, the early 2000s using the Fairly Odd Parents uh, thing here. I just want to say I'm glad that we made the agreement earlier on in the year that an upset was automatic good game because I picked an upset and I couldn't be happier about the upset that I picked. <laughs> and I'm just so excited for how things are going to go down this weekend with the team that lost in that game. We're, we're going to really go into the definition of an upset coming up, at least on my slide. Probably. I mean, a, a double-digit upset just automatically, I think, gets you somewhere. Uh, anyway, let's go ahead and start off with the midweek rivalries. Uh, we've already talked about Toledo over Bowling Green. That happened before last episode, but as we were live on Thursday – Nichols at Southeastern Louisiana was still going on. That game finished right after we finished the show, which means that Bug and I got another point there. Honestly, I'm not upset about that. Uh, uh, Southeastern Louisiana made it a game. Uh, Not one that you could have slept on. I'm fine taking them, taking the L there. Well, did Nichols win the conference with this one? No, they had already clinched. They clinched the conference, like, technically, but this was the definitive outright, you know, they didn't have to share it with anybody kind of a game. So so they weren't an at-large. This is – we're going to get into some of my issues, and I think probably your issues as well, Doug, with the SCS playoff selection process. It's a bidding process. It's – it's a mess. We'll we'll leave it at that. For the first round specifically, if I'm not mistaken, it is a bidding process. No, for, we'll for get the home teams, we'll get into it. We'll, we'll get into it. You're not entirely correct. You're partially correct. There's a difference. I'll take it. He's directionally <laughs> correct. You're theoretically somewhat in the ballpark of being correct. All He's right. at least playing the same sport. <laughs> that is a first for Tug. <laughs> you should there. do my own thing. This is no surprise. <laughs> Speaking of doing your own thing, what are you doing down there, Bug? You're way far behind everybody. Got to start catching up, man. He's for waiting now. for bowl season. I know. I can't wait I to go over in bowl season this year. And y'all are like, "Oh my god, how did it happen?" No, that's I... kind of what we're trying to will into existence. Yeah, that'd be so great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tug and I are kind of tied, but also not because I have the bonus points over him, which I'm very proud of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Tug is still the only one with negative points. I would just yeah. like to point that one out, too. I'm, I'm also proud of that one. Feels good. All right. I Let's go ahead. matchups and one team doesn't show up. I hate it. According to this, you sometimes pick multiple bad well, no, matchups. That, no, no, that's what I'm saying is I pick a good matchup on paper and then the game get, gets played and one team didn't show up. 
you need new paper then. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> college rule. Yes. Oh, I've been using wide ruled paper. There's the problem. There's your issue. <laughs> All right, let's get to some ranked reviews here. Yeah, ranked versus ranked matchups of the weekend. Starting us off here with a absolute slapperoni pizza. Number 18, Chattanooga. At number eight, Alabama. It was Alabama. It was always going to be Alabama. It was never not going to be Alabama. I hope no one is surprised at this. We all took Alabama, and we all get a point. Yay, SEC Cupcake Week. They did beat a playoff team, so good for them. Oh, uh, the you didn't have any fun for this? No, this was just a good old-fashioned skunking because Villanova whooped the shit out of us and Delaware, 35-7. to 7. We all picked the Blue Hens, and Villanova goes in the Battle of the Blue and dominates 35-7. to 7. If that's not a pure, and, good, clean, old-fashioned skunk, I don't know what is. And they prevented their rival from going to the fucking playoffs with this game. Not true. Delaware's in Delaware the Delaware did make it, but they were oh, on a seed. They were the Villanova, the last Villanova got the last seed. Delaware was the one outright. last four in. That's what, yeah. that's what it was. Yep. Look, this is another one of those that I was just kind of talking about here where the matchup looked good on paper, and then you played on Sunday, and this is why we watch the game and we don't read stat lines because, holy crap, Delaware forgot there was a game. And in but they, that. they played this one on Saturday, though, like most college football games. Yeah, that's fair. That is cool. Appreciate it. Appreciate Saturday games. Another good old-fashioned butt whooping. <laughs> yeah, Montana State at Montana. Now, the Brawl of the Wild has been weirdly one-sided as of late, even though Mon- Montana State has been a great team the past few years. Montana has still just dominated this, and they did it again, 37-7. to um, I don't know what to say about this game other than it was the Grizzlies' night, I guess. So I got a, I got I, a guy I, I work with that's from Montana, growing up a Grizz fan. And he said, you know, I was actually getting kind of worried about it this year. And uh, he was like, yeah, you know, I was watching it, and they dominating, dominating in halftime. I was like, well, let's see what happens coming out of half. And they score a touchdown early. He's like, yeah, this one's probably <laughs> over. And I said, yeah, that's about the time I was about to turn it on. And I saw the score. I was like, well, never mind. Right. (laughs) I think I fell for it. We've been talking all year about how Montana hasn't looked great. Montana State was one of our top two. Did Montana State take an injury at some point in the season that I'm missing here? Because no, they were, weren't they like 8-0? Weren't they like good? Yeah, they used to be. Uh, They (laughs) lost to South Dakota State early in the season, so no, they were never 8-0. Okay. Uh, But... Yeah, yeah, usually they, they I will forgive apart. you for that one loss. Well, especially against South Dakota State and yeah. by one touchdown and a last-second decision, as we kept talking about all season long. It was one of the things that kept Montana State interesting. But Montana has just been getting better and better all season long, and it culminates in a number two overall seed for the Grizzlies. And an absolute just... rocking of Montana State. Yeah. Next up here, number 22, Utah at number 17, Arizona. Another good, clean, old-fashioned ass-whooping. This one by the hands of the Cats instead of handed to the Cats. 
Arizona dominates at home 42 to 18. Is there uh, holy any, shit. is there any chance Arizona can make the Pac-12 championship this year? They need to win this weekend and they need Oregon to lose. That's a real possibility. We yes. talked about this in the Discord for anybody that wants to check out all the different uh conference championship technicalities, legalities, craziness, madness. The Big like, 12 gets especially insane. Yeah. The Big 12 gets insane if Texas loses Friday night. If Texas wins Friday night, whole different ball game. It's actually really simple. So, technically still no. So the Big 12 release that they put out that press release that I put in the Discord of here's the scenario for like the top four teams, whatever. Then they came back out and said, there's actually 128 possible scenarios and there are seven teams that could still theoretically make it. These are just the most likely scenarios. And so these are the ones we put out a release for, but there are seemingly infinite scenarios here. <laughs> With, they just put out the most likely ones and said, hey, yeah, it, it could it could end up coming down to point differentials and things if, like that. If, if teams... everyone loses, right. everything gets wild. Right. If everyone loses, we get a Cincinnati West Virginia rematch. Oh, God. Oh, oh please. No, God. No. <laughs> I got to say anything. I, but. I got to say to bring it back to this game, too. This is Arizona's fourth win over an AP top 25 team. Yeah. If you'd have told me they'd do this two years ago, I'd have laughed in your face. This has been quietly an amazing turnaround for this team. And it's because they're in a conference with USC, who's been on the up, and they're always going to get the attention with Utah, with Washington. If you had told me this was going to happen at the beginning of this year, especially after the first two weeks of the season, I probably would have laughed at you. But then they started – They honestly, the turning point in their season was that overtime game against USC – they haven't looked back. They started believing, and once you get a team that actually has some talent believing in what you're doing, it, it gets insane. It gets wild, and you get crazy stuff like this. Exact opposite scenario for USC. They stopped believing after they got Correct. taken overtime by Arizona. Correct. And, and we will talk more about that later. But, yeah, Arizona has <laughs> set themselves up very nicely. The Big 12 might end up being run by Utah and Arizona here for the next few years. What's Oklahoma and Texas leave? How many how many <laughs> offensive line transfers does Dion get in Colorado? That's the real question. Because according to Fucking, him, that is the only issue on his team. I bet every one of his offensive linemen leave after he said that, and no one wants to play for him anymore. And he goes to coach the Las Vegas Raiders. Here's my thing. What he said was not false. His offensive line, we highlighted this in week one. Has been trash. Yeah, but you can't just say that as their head coach. I mean, I absolutely can. With, when you I'm... fucking recruited all of them because you kicked all the ones you didn't want off the fucking team. Right. Here's my thing. The first thing I'm doing this offseason, if I'm Dion, is I'm firing my offensive line coach. I need a new one. He's done. <laughs> you never even gave him a chance, though, with the shitty offensive line that you recruited. I mean, come on, dude. Dion is uh... also. It wouldn't surprise me if Dion went and actually, like, he himself went and recruited all these star players, and then forgot the offensive line. That would not surprise yeah. me at all either. I just hope the uh, Holy Cross transfers stay away from Colorado because they're all too good to be tainted by the Buffs. 
The only one they might need might get is the uh, tight end. Or no, I'm sorry, the linebacker. So not an offensive lineman. Got it. Nope. Right. Nope. Right. The one they they're not going need. after the quarterback. All right. Uh, anyway, moving right along here. Number one, Georgia at number eighteen, Tennessee. We all took the Bulldogs, and we all were very much so vindicated here. Uh, I believe Tennessee started the game off with a seventy-five yard touchdown run. Uh, yeah, like that was the about first it. Play from scrimmage, and then decided that that was good enough. That was all they needed to prove. It was uh, they can score. Dolly Parton yeah. and Peyton Manning were still there when they scored that touchdown. After that, they yes. left. They're like, ah, oh, we don't need, we don't need, we can stop trying, guys. <laughs> so, yep. so it's time for my line. I'm here to remind Tennessee that there is, in fact, more than one play in football. In fact, there's four whole quarters of plays. That is insane. I've never heard that before. <laughs> I'm going to need some evidence. I feel like I say this every week, and it's become my thing now, and I'm A-OK with this. Normally, you say there's more than one quarter. Well, usually a team plays a quarter. They didn't even get that far. <laughs> Next up here, North Dakota State at Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa has been one of the toughest places to play in all of the FCS recently. I think and I said that exact same thing when we were previewing this matchup. But also, it's the freaking Bison. So the freaking bison happened, and it was 48-27 North Dakota State. So I wasn't here to talk about it, but let me talk about what my thinking was when I was picking you and I. Number one was what you just said. You and I is a tough place to play. Weird things happen in the beer can. Absolutely insane. The other part was North Dakota State hasn't looked like North Dakota State until, well, this week. Um, so I was giving a lot of favor <laughs> to you and I here, and it didn't pan out for me. I would say they started looking like North Dakota State last week too, but that's neither here nor there. Either way, they they hit their stride after losing to South Dakota State. Yeah, that was I think that was kind of the wake up call that they needed. Yeah, actually. Next up here, Kansas State at Kansas in the Sunflower Showdown. I was the only one to ride with the Wildcats, y'all on the Jayhawks hype train, and y'all got your dreams dashed. Yes. Yeah, yes, that's fair. 31 27. The Wildcats held on in a very uneventful on the scoreboard fourth quarter, but a, a very entertaining one still. Uh, Kansas State is very much alive in the Big 12 title conversation, as is, I guess, basically everyone. So <laughs> we'll see what happens here. If we get a rematch of Texas Kansas State, I'd be very much okay with that. That was a fantastic game too. Yeah, uh, I don't. Know. I kind of like the idea of Texas Oklahoma State though. That'd be a fun one. Yeah, I mean, why not Texas Oklahoma? Why not literally On anyone else? <laughs> let's let's get Baylor TCU again. <laughs> nice up here washington at oregon state uh washington held on for dear fucking life this yes. game really should have gone the way of the beavers they did everything that they should have to win and washington somehow magically was able to pull this one off uh this was very much an escape act 22 to 20 for the huskies this wow. is good. This is gonna sound bad, 
Um, I love Washington. I think if they go undefeated, they do find their way into the college football playoff. I kind of hope they don't. And the reason I say that is I don't see how this team will match up against well against a Georgia and Ohio State, even a Texas. Uh, they've gotten away with a lot a lot of close ones here recently on teams they should beat. Now, Oregon State's ranked team, obviously, it's going to be a good game. I'd be scared if I'm one of the if I'm Washington going up against one of the top teams. Well, I'll say this: they have a much better chance of getting in now and remaining undefeated than Florida State does after losing uh, losing Jordan Travis, really? right? Travis Jordan, one of the two. He's got two first names. I can't believe that it's Jordan Travis, you fucker. He's you're got two tug. fucking first names. You're not Tug. You're supposed to remember these things. Yeah, that's my excuse. It's a name. Either way, Florida State looked great, but I'll tell you this much. we I think you might have put the, the Florida-Mizzou game in, your, in the extra bonus goodness at the end here. Yeah. But I, I don't – especially without Jordan Travis, I don't think you can consider that an easy game for FSU by any right. stretch of the imagination. Right. I would agree. We'll talk about that. In the next episode, for sure, extensively, but that game should be something else now with Jordan Travis out. Uh, that was a brutal injury. Anyway, not talking yeah. about Florida State. Watch not for the faint of heart. Don't watch that. Yeah. Oh, I just – I do want to wrap this up. Uh, Michael Penix to Romo Dunze is awesome. It's the best part of this Washington team. How long does that carry you? Because they have nothing else, right? Like we can talk about Ohio State has the one connection, Marvin Harrison Jr. But they also have Cade Stover, who's putting together the best tight end season in Ohio State history. They and also have, Henderson. I was just gonna say Travion Henderson. Who actually leads the Big Ten in rushing yards per game. So there's three different ways to attack you. Washington really does feel like they just have one. And, and I'll say, too, like, I don't want to jinx anybody on Washington's team, right? Like, don't don't take mm-hmm. this that way. That's a scary but way they, to start a sentence, for the record. Look at, look at the doubt that we have about FSU, the little bit we've talked about them already. And then look at the doubt that was creeping in with Brock Bowers being hurt, talking about Georgia. And Brock Bowers, Brock Bowers came back, and you're like, oh, yeah, they are still as good as we thought right. they were. Their defense isn't as taxed because they're not out there as much anymore because the offense is actually humming. They're, they're on a razor's edge here, and this is not a time of the year where you can afford an injury when your offense is, for lack of a better term, that one-dimensional. Yeah, no, 100%. And I would actually argue that Brock Bowers going out as bad as it sounds was good for Georgia because it forced them to use other weapons on that offense, and it showed that, hey, we still have other guys. Like you're saying, the Washington hasn't proven that. They don't haven't seen a reason to use anybody else. And it's become very one-dimensional. Unfortunately, I think for Washington, that one dimension still works really well yeah, in fact. the clutch. So it's gonna it very well could bite them later. But so far it hasn't, and they've beaten like what five, six ranked teams now. So yeah. they went out the rim. Anyway, moving on here to the rivalry games. There were a lot of them, and there will be a lot more next week. But let's start off with (laughs) Harvard at Yale. We're getting pros tested because we all picked the Crimson. 
and Yale came out on top here, creating the fucking nightmare scenario <laughs> for the Ivy League of Harvard, Yale, and Dartmouth, all three sharing the Ivy League championship. They do not do any tiebreakers whatsoever. So it is a three God, if that is title. not the most pretentious thing ever, they all played their best. They all get it. Like, God. They this deserve game, to have their games interrupted by protest. This game did come down to the wire. It was actually a really phenomenal game. I really enjoyed watching the line units for both Yale and Harvard. Uh, offensive and defensive lines for both teams were the best part of this game. And we're seeing that already in one of Yale's offensive linemen declaring for the NFL draft. I would expect one of Harvard's defensive linemen to follow suit very shortly. So there are good players in the Ivy League. You just have to grin and bear it when they do stupid, dumbass shit like this. So while fair about their <laughs> players, and I would like to continue to highlight their players, I would like to propose uh, the counter-protest of the Ivy league next year. And we ignore them for a year in uh, protest of their three champion system. No, fuck you. Damn. Moving on. <laughs> Number two, Furman at Wofford. We got big dogged. We got big dogged. Holy shit. We got, holy, holy we got bevel dogged. So, all right. I do want to make it clear. Furman sat basically everyone, but also why the hell would you do that in a rivalry game? I understand Wofford is not good. You've already clinched a spot in the playoffs. You have clinched the outright SoCon title. I don't care. This is a rivalry game. Play the damn game. Why would this, you let Wofford just walk away with two wins here on the season? This and is one the, of them against their biggest rival in Furman. This is one of the reasons why rivalries in the NFL are not as fun as rivalries in college. It, it's because of this. You're sitting your players because you have more to look forward to in the season. You're trying to keep them healthy. Look, man, it's a rivalry game. You put it out on the line. If they get hurt, they get hurt. You make do. Uh, that's what it's about. And, Doug, you being an Ohio State fan, you know nothing but that. You would call for the coach's head the second you heard Ohio State was sitting any starter, even if Ohio State was 11-0 and Michigan was 0-11, you'd be like, start everyone. Don't care. Yeah, I wouldn't need to. They wouldn't dream of it. The players I, themselves would never even think you, to do that. But you get my point. The players would refuse to sit, even if they were not cleared by the doctors. I mean, that has happened. Go before. sit on the field. So, <laughs> not the sideline, on the field. Now, that's an in-game protest that I support. But <laughs> <laughs> I really take notes. <laughs> But yeah, Wofford uh, beat their two rivals on the season, Citadel and Furman, in back to back weeks. What they showed up when it mattered most, apparently. <laughs> At least the oh, next geez. one went as planned. Yes, we all picked Lafayette against Lehigh in the rivalry 49 to 21, and to be the final score here with the Leopards coming out on top. Uh, Lafayette does finish nine and two. And takes the Patriot crown. Like it. And then in the old brass platoon, Michigan State outduels the Hoosiers of Indiana 24 21 on a uh, wacky set of circumstances. So Indiana goes for the game tying field goal to send it overtime. Uh, unsportsmanlike conduct, 
with a time runoff and Indiana loses. <laughs> oh my God. No. So no. So fuck you, Tug. <laughs> I still get the point. You do get the point, and fuck you, because that was some bullshit. <laughs> Unreal. That's, that's some egg cup shit. Get ready for yeah, it, it this weekend. That uh, if it's gonna happen again, it's gonna happen in the fucking egg cup. Count on it. Counting. Yeah. I'm, I can't count any other egg bowl. Sorry. Yeah, I got what you meant. I got egg bowl and apple cup mixed up in my head. I'm sorry. I'm pretty excited for rivalry weekend. That's terrible. Those are two very different rivalries, and they both need to be respected differently. Anyway, fair. The Empire State Bowl, Columbia at Cornell. I made the critical mistake of trusting Cornell in a game. You made the critical mistake of thinking about this one. That was your mistake. I flipped a coin. I didn't even remember who I picked. And the last episode, I said that I went with Cornell, and then the, the slide came up, and it was actually a lion. I was like, oh, damn. Uh, yeah, I, I lucked out. Lion, you know, I'm, tigers I'm, and one, bears, oh my. I'm one for four when I flip a coin. Like, it's not a great strategy for me, but I'll take it when it goes my way. Can I'd like to propose another rivalry for the Ivy League because they don't have enough. Let's go with the small three, Cornell, Columbia, and Princeton. No. Why? This is already part of the big three. They can be part of the small three, too. No. Fuck you. Fuck the Ivy League. <laughs> but I want lions and tigers and bears in a rivalry. You just said you didn't want to talk about them next year, and now you're creating new ways to talk about them that didn't exist well, before. Well, you told me I couldn't not talk about them. I had to talk exactly. About them. So I might as well have fun with it. No, no. you're not allowed. <laughs> Moving on. It was That's the Wildcats. So it was always the Wildcats. It will always be the Wildcats. The Black Bears of Maine succumbed to the Wildcats of New Hampshire in the battle for the Bryce Cowell Musket, 44 to 25. Yeah, that went exactly how we said. It was about the only game this weekend that went exactly how we predicted it would. But this one went did go exactly how we thought it would. So that's nice. So I'm my my tinfoil cap is still on for this next game, uh, and when we get into the brackets, you will see why. But my tinfoil cap is one hundred percent on now. I mean, we don't have to wait that long to talk about it. Morgan State at Howard. Howard does win fourteen to seven, which gives Howard. An undefeated in-conference record and the undisputed MIAC title. They will be playing in the Celebration Bowl against the winner of the SWAC Conference Championship game. Yeah, the, uh, when they upset NC Central, they freed NC Central up for a playoff spot because the winner of the MIAC goes to the Celebration Bowl, not the playoffs. Uh, and NC Central was definitely on track for one of those, depending on how the season went. Yeah, Howard snuck their buddy into the playoffs by beating them by 30 points last week. You, <laughs> you know what would be a fun way to do this? Maybe not a fair way, but a fun way. You bump the FCS playoffs back a week, and you give an auto bid to the Celebration Bowl champion. The only way that would really work would be if they – if the SWAC and MEAC changed their schedules so that week 10 was an open week and you had your top team 
your you had your celebration bowl and then you went down the list two versus two, three versus three, and so, so on. So yeah, have them start in week zero. Week ten goes open. You don't even you don't even have to you can just take a game out. You can literally yeah. just yeah. adjust your schedule. No, that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is do that. Move your schedule. Start everyone in week zero. You already do it with Jackson State and Florida AM every year. It'd be a fun way to do it to keep them competitive, too. Uh, the thing that frustrates me about it is that they're not like the Ivy League where they just flat out say, we're not going to compete in the FCS playoffs. They say, we'll let you compete, but the Celebration Bowl takes priority. I I think there was a time and place for the Celebration Bowl, and I do think it should still exist. But I, do, I agree with you. Something needs to change. It needs to be adjusted somehow, some way, because – these teams do deserve the same opportunity to compete for a national championship. Well, and here's the difference. They're not saying you can't compete in the FCS national championship because you have finals. It's easier to move your final schedule Correct. Than, move than it is to move an entire football national schedule. Well, I'll get you guys on the phone with me. I can swag. Cool. See what you guys can figure out. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm in deal. <laughs> Next up here, Princeton at Penn. Uh, Penn has looked like the better team all season, except for in the rivalry games where Princeton decides to finally show up. And they did so again here. Princeton won 31 to 24. Yeah, just baby. Because they felt like it. That's that's all you can say about Princeton. I'm okay with that. Sometimes they feel like it. <laughs> and sometimes they feel like protesting. Yeah. Fair. Oh, geez. Let's get out of the Ivy League. Richmond at William and Mary. This game was part of the decider for the CAA championship. If Richmond won and everybody else lost, Richmond was going to be the CAA champions. But not or if else Villanova, lost. or if Villanova didn't win by as much as they did, Richmond had a shot. Uh, but Villanova won by smoking the shit out of Delaware. So. Yeah, Richmond, their one-point win over William & Mary was not enough to get them the CAA crown, but they do win the Capital Cup here. Uh, I mean, decent overall season for the Spiders. I think we've come to expect them to be around this range, so it's not that particularly like surprising. Don't want to take that away from them, though. It was a good year. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think all the heat and hype around William and Mary successfully died a very painful death. And that does set up a playoff matchup, which we'll talk about later, NC Central against Richmond. So, should be a fun one. Next up here, looking at Hawaii at Wyoming, the Paniolo Trophy game. This one also a pay-per-view event. Because Air for Force. reasons, this is how you handle teams that you were better than. Well, do this again thing. next year. Please. Apparently, they're not. They weren't. So I, I, I don't believe that Wyoming is this much better than Hawaii. The difference is Wyoming was playing at Wyoming. Uh, yeah, that's so a big factor too. Forty-two to nine ends up being your final score. This one, and we did all luckily pick the Cowboys here because, uh, yeah, in Wyoming, the Rainbow Warriors had no shot. We all need this. Next up, Cincinnati at West Virginia. 42 to 21. The Mountaineers advanced to seven and four on the season. 
And uh, Pat McAfee got a big shout out from Kirk Herbstreet. His preseason Kirk Herbstreet said the Mountaineers would not even get to six wins. Here they are at seven. Congrats, hey. West Virginia. You did it. And your reward is getting Neil Brown back for another year, the coach that you all can't stand half. Congratulations. Hey. <laughs> you know, if they compete for a pet, uh, for a Big 12 title, I think all will be forgiven. That's, that's what I say. Just keep on trucking. All right, next up here, Alcorn State at Jackson State in the Soul Bowl. And we all picked Jackson State which means the Dementor is coming to suck our soul. No, so to not. speak. <laughs> Getting the soul sucked out of us. Look at this one. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, I know what the, I get the reference. I get everything. But like... Okay. All right. That's good. That's a good start. Alcorn State won this one 28 to 24. A fantastic game. Unfortunately, I don't think that it mattered for Alcorn State. They were not able to secure their spot in the SWAC title game anyway. Uh, but a good rivalry win over Jackson State anyway. Good to see. Not the Capital Cup anymore because now it gets played at both campuses instead of just being played in Jackson. But still called the Soul Bowl. Yeah. Nice. And then uh, another... Clean, good old-fashioned skunk. Old skunk fest. Tennessee Tech gets their first ever shutout win over Tennessee State in a game that no one in the world saw coming. Uh, Not many people were, knew it was yeah. on in their defense. If you're like me, you forget that Tennessee Tech is a real fucking college. <laughs> frequently. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is just rough. 35 to nothing is brutal. I don't know what to say to that. Uh, Tennessee State was looking fine throughout the year. I have yeah. to assume they took an injury at a key position at some point in the season because these last two games from them have not been good. I mean, if you find out what it was, let me know because I haven't heard anything. I mean, that's fair. Um, I Yeah, nothing you can yeah. say to that. I guess let's move right along here. Sacramento State at UC Davis in the Causeway Classic. UC Davis gets a 10-point win over their rivals. And gets very upset on Selection Sunday. Yeah, this game in particular caused a lot of controversy because Sacramento State is in the playoffs and UC Davis is not in the playoffs, even though they finished with the same exact record. And UC Davis beat Literally Sacramento just State beat. by 10 points like the day the before. Day before. So uh, that's rough for UC Davis. Absolutely fucking brutal. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't even know the justification for that. I guess what the committee is taking into, into account is the win over Stanford. That, right? is, that is about the only thing they mentioned. But when I look at it, right, I know the transit of property in college football especially isn't a real thing. Everybody likes to talk about it, but it's not a real thing. Well, because it's fun, but yeah, it, yeah, fun. yeah, it is fun. It is fun. Uh, I would, you would have had a hard time getting me to to go by that logic. I'd have been slamming my hand on the table all fucking day. You see, Davis beat Sacramento State. They could probably fucking beat Stanford too. Let's be yeah. real, dude. The three of us could beat Stanford this year. That's fair. <laughs> I don't know. My knees are pretty fucked. 
So are mine, actually. Never mind. <laughs> all right, all right. at USC. We got chipped. Could I? Could I? UCLA is here? getting chipped. All right. Let's let's be honest. Yeah. Can can we imagine how bad it is to schedule the final week of the regular season as an open week, assuming your team's going to make a run at the Pac-12 championship, so you get the bye week before the championship run, and you end seven and five on a two game losing streak three game losing streak uh my god usc has fallen off like i feel bad the way air force has looked the past three weeks like don't get me wrong it has not been good but watching usc blunder like this makes me feel so much happier about it and ucla still fucking planning to fire chip kelly well yeah once you've announced it, it's hard to, hard to take that back yeah now, this yeah, made it, official was yet. it was a leak, right? Yeah, it was a leak by a couple couple different media outlets. Nothing has been said by the school or by Chip Kelly about it. Uh, I guess this was the statement by Chip Kelly, yeah. 38 to 20 in the victory bell, because, damn, that's that's a tough way to fire a guy. Beat take, your rival by 18 be- points. Take this bell and shove it. Fire, so, like, I do fire winning say, coaches all the time. And it blows my mind. So if they fucking fire him, it would not surprise me, but it would have me absolutely perplexed. Yeah. Honestly, if I'm one of these other programs that just fired my coach, I'd be okay with this, though. There are some programs out there that I could see, like Mississippi State with Chip Kelly. That'd be a good fit. It would also bring fire back to the Egg Bowl again. That would be real fun. Chip Kelly, Lane Kiffin. Oh, jeez. That's, oh geez, that would be real fun. I'm just saying. Chip Kelly, Lane Kiffin, and Hugh Freeze all in the same fucking conference. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Uh, I don't, I don't think A and M has any. I don't think he would want to go to A and M because he doesn't like playing around with the boosters. No, no, no. Chip Kelly to Syracuse. Book it needs to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Look, weird stuff already happens with Syracuse Clemson. I'm just saying, Chip Kelly's pulled. Right. We've gotten chipped twice now this year. I will not make that mistake <laughs> against Clemson. I also want to say that UCLA won this game exactly the way I said they would have to if they were going to, in that they created a ton of pressure on Caleb Williams. The surprising part to me is that Caleb Williams refused to scramble out of the pocket and create something. So, yeah, the pressure was able to get to him. That is another knock on Caleb Williams now. And I know wins are not a quarterback stat. And I think if anyone understands that, it's it's us three, right? We've, we've talked about that before. But at this point, it's not the losses I'm counting against Caleb Williams, there are some real things we're seeing in these losses that are just, yes. it's starting to pile up. It's the, not just the, the defense as to why they're losing. I know. and It's weird because I've been able to make that excuse like three times this year, but then the other two, it's like, damn, where did Caleb Williams go? And I don't get it. Trying not to go to Carolina, Arizona, or uh, New York. Or the other New York, uh, or Chicago, I guess, or Denver. He yeah. he wants ownership of the team, so I guess he's not trying to go to the fucking NFL either. Yeah, facts. The craziest thing is, apparently, he never even said that. 
or something that someone literally just made up at USC and Jesus Caleb Christ. Williams never said that. I, I believe that Caleb Williams <laughs> never said that, but I thought the rumor came out that his dad had said that. Well, I don't believe that his dad said it either. Yeah, That's my uncle works at Nintendo. He's going to get me an N65 <laughs> here next week. <laughs> look, these guys... These, an N69? <laughs> I believe a lot of those stories coming out of out of LA, especially after the... Uh, what's it, LeVar Ball whole situation. I believe that there are parents that crazy out there. Oh, well, for sure. But you're yeah, not gonna, LeVar Ball. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're not going <laughs> to apply that to literally any other parent in the world. Baby Gronk's dad. <laughs> well, okay, fair. Yeah, there's, there's, there's two guys. <laughs> Potentially maybe Mr. Deion Sanders. Maybe Deion Sanders on that list too, honestly. Did you see the sign, <laughs> Deion difference- slept with Shador's mom? Yeah. I did see that. <laughs> Sitting there like, it's not wrong. Like, <laughs> like, correct. Yes, he did. Oh, man. Let's move on here. Baylor at TCU. TCU wins this one 42-17. I picked Baylor because I wanted to. Good. Because fuck TCU this year. Okay. But also TCU showed up for this one. And still has a shot at a bowl game, in theory. Apparently, in that, theory, has a shot at the Big I mean, 12 title game, too. Probably, yeah. That alternate Horn Frogs logo is something else, man. Oh, did they, not... did they use the Blood Frog? <laughs> no, it was a different Blood Frog. It was a brand new Blood Frog. Yeah, I, I have noticed that TCU actually does somehow play better when they break out the Blood Frogs. It was a uh, it was a whole new thing. It was pretty fucking cool. I will say that they better bust out the blood frogs against Oklahoma next week. Then they're gonna need they're it. gonna need it. Yep. <laughs> next up here, the Florida Classic, Bethune Cookman at number eleven, Florida A and M. This is an exact example of why we're talking about the SWAC needs to let their best team get in the playoffs. Correct. Florida A and M looks like a very scary playoff team if they were able to go. But instead, they'll be competing in the SWAC title game for a shot at the Celebration Bowl, which they are going to lose to Howard if they make it because the MEAC wins that thing every every single time. I was just going to say, I have a lot of faith this year in the SWAC. Yeah. See, I've had a lot of faith in the SWAC every year for the past four or five years. That's fair. It's been the MEAC every time. Fair. But it's been NC Central just about every time. So that's, I mean, that's that is, the piece. That is true. I'm just saying. Or South Carolina State. Yeah. When they and, were good. I made that yeah. mistake in week one. I will not make that mistake again. <laughs> See, that's how I thought about TCU. <laughs> that's <laughs> fair. It didn't work out the for me. The unfortunate part is you so, did, in fact, make the mistake again just the other way. Yeah. Fuck me, right? All right. Moving on here. McNeese at Lamar, the Battle of the Border. The second game this week, two of the only two ever that have gone exactly the way we thought they would. Lamar looked like the better team the entire way. 52-27. They are the better team. We knew this. Thank goodness something went correctly. Moving right along. According to plan. (laughs) Uh, Next up here, Cal at Stanford. The big game, the battle for the Axe. Cal won 27 to 15. And yeah, this one 
about what I expected, honestly. Uh, Cal still has a shot at bowl eligibility, but they will need an upset next week. Yeah, and Stanford, I didn't think they had a great chance of winning, but I also didn't feel strong enough in Cal to say, you know what, we're all going to be right on this one. I don't blame you for not feeling very strongly about Cal. Yeah, I don't know if their head coach feels that strongly about them, but he makes a lot of money. So, <laughs> Well, guys, we're going to try. <laughs> we're going to give her a go. Match, good future ACC matchup right there. Yes. Can't wait for that ACC title game, Cal SMU. <laughs> Honestly, that Jeez. ACC title game, Cal Stanford on the on the West Coast would be the epitome of what college football has become. Well, here's the problem: the ACC title game is played at the Carolina Panther Stadium, so making those two teams yep. travel to Carolina <laughs> to play each other is funnier. That that's my point, though. <laughs> So they might change the ACC championship game to take place in the Rose Bowl. No, let's hold on. <laughs> hold on. Let's be real. You're talking about a big college game. It will be played promptly at Jerry World offset by two hours from the Big 12 title game. Oh, gosh. You, Dude, you know it's how it goes. I, Jerry... I refuse to believe it. You cannot make me believe this. This is not <laughs> my fate. Jerry does not let games go he will take Jerry all... can suck my dick I'm get out of here Jerry Jerry's, the reason... Jerry's probably the reason Sam Pittman still has a job right now which I'm a-okay with more like Sam Pittman you seen that guy <sighs> Jesus Christ <laughs> going from talking about tits to talking about getting some dome Idaho hey. the battle of the domes because there's no place like dome than your home dome <laughs> So I, I just want to hi- highlight this. I know we all picked uh, Idaho here. Uh, that's because of yeah. what they've been building. Idaho, Idaho State is better than their 3-8 and eight record. Do not sleep on them moving forward the next few years. This team is also building. The score doesn't tell you how good Idaho State was. Holy crap, I just saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I, saying that for like five weeks. So yeah, thanks for I, all the bad wagon with me. I appreciate it. Idaho is is on a different level right now. But if you look at what Idaho has done the past three or four years, that's the exact mold that Idaho State is trying to follow. Uh, and they're they're building to it. This is a much better team than their 3-8 and eight record. Oh, there's no place like Dome for the holidays. <laughs> that was Idaho gets, gets the number four seed in the FCS playoffs after the win of the rivalry. And then the next up here, the bowl eligibility match-off, match-up, match-off, whatever, wax on, wax off, between Nebraska and Wisconsin, also the battle for the Freedom Trophy. It goes to overtime, and Wisconsin pulls this one out 24-17. to Jump around, baby. Uh, uh, Matt Rule is doing something out in Nebraska, I think, this is going to be a good place for him. He has been known as a program builder. Uh, you saw it at, uh, was it Baylor previously, where he built that program for their last Big 12 title? He, he's well, going to be fine. Look he's at how still... Temple looks now compared to when Matt Rule was there. They, yeah. They're lucky to win a fucking game. He had them in contention for the American Conference Championship while he was there. Here, here's my other point with it. If I'm not mistaken, Nebraska is still somehow – 
in contention for a Big Ten championship berth? No. Iowa, okay, they are Iowa, eliminated now. Iowa locked it up. Okay. And we'll he took them into that. week 11. He took them into week 11 with a hope for the Big Ten title. <laughs> the Iowa is a great story, though. We'll get there when we get there. Just hang on tight for that I'll one. I'll hang on. It's, it's worth it. Uh, in the meantime, let's talk about our bonus games that we picked for this week. So I'll, I'll start it off here. And, uh, you know, I started with the Friday night game, Colorado at Washington State. Washington State, of course, has the Apple Cup, not the Apple Bowl, but the Apple Cup next week against Washington. And I thought, well, you know, both these teams are, are fighting for bowl eligibility. Maybe Washington State will look past Colorado. That wasn't the case. They, they beat that drum all night long. Uh, Shador Sanders did not finish the game playing quarterback. He came out in the fourth quarter. It was that bad. And, uh, yeah, it was overall I mean, very embarrassing for Colorado. He got hurt. I don't know if it's he got sat for – maybe you could make the argument he didn't come back in because they already knew they lost. But he did That's, get hurt. I think that's more of what he was going for. It's like when you pull your starters when you're up by 40, the only difference is, well, you pull your starters when you're down by 42. <laughs> that actually worked out. Actually. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> wow. That was good. <laughs> that wasn't intentional, but it worked. I, I next, approved this message. Next up, we have Illinois State at number thir- 13, North Dakota. This game was essentially a FCS playoffs play-in game. We all picked North Dakota, and it was a close one. They pulled it out. I watched the end of this game. It Timeouts going back and forth and all this mess. Illinois State had a real chance to win it down the stretch, and I'm not positive that they make it in if they win this one. I think there's a couple other teams that were right on the on the cusp that probably would have gotten in over them. They certainly would have had an argument having seven wins, but this win certainly sealed it for North Dakota. Yeah, they needed it in order to make it in. And they got it. And they got in. That's crazy how that works. <laughs> Insane, right? Weird. What is crazier to me, though, is you called this being a play-in game for the playoffs like four weeks ago. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I, hats off. That That's probably my proudest thing about this. <laughs> I, I, I looked at both their schedules. I was like, they're probably both winning out to this game. And it'll yeah. – the biggest thing for Illinois State is not only have they not won any good, you know, against anybody good, but they hadn't really played too many good teams this year either. It's not like they went through a gauntlet like South Dakota State or SIU for that matter. They just they've dropped some games that they probably should have won. Yep. And dropping this one certainly did not help their case. And so they're on the outside looking in as they should be. Speaking of that South Dakota State gauntlet, they beat seven different playoff teams this season already God. to make it to the number one overall seed in the playoffs. That's not really a fair comparison when like 80% of the field is the MVSC. And yes, yeah. I know that's an over-exaggeration, but... But they also beat the Pioneer champion, Drake, 70-7. to They beat Montana State. Right. Uh, which but yes, they did. Was a seed ever, in the playoffs, yeah. Ever living shit out of Drake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> this last game, I say it every year. I hate SEC Cupcake Week. Fair, mm-hmm. 
Fair. I love SEC Cupcake Week right now. <laughs> because you know, good and goddamn well, Auburn did not expect an 8-3 and three conference title game New Mexico State to come into Auburn this weekend. They certainly did not expect to lose to New Mexico State, and they certainly did not expect to lose 31 to fucking 10 after paying them $1.8 million. New Mexico State, Jerry Kill, and Diego Pavia get their first win ever against an SEC opponent. Their record against Auburn in particular improves to one and three. And oh, by the way, Diego Pavia, after throwing an interception, makes up for his sins and body slams the defender to the fucking ground. Yeah. <laughs> so so here's the mistake Auburn made when they scheduled this game, because they probably scheduled this game three, four years ago. The mistake they made was that was back when there was talk about New Mexico State going down to the FCS. They're like, cool, we're going to get an FCS opponent. It's going to be an easy game. That's not what happened. Instead, Jerry Kill comes in and says, no, we're an FBS program. We're going to be a good FBS program. No, no, no. The mistake they made when they – had knew this game was on the schedule already. The mistake they made was hiring Hugh Freeze. Well, because this is now the second year in a row that Hugh Freeze has lost to Jerry Kill in a New Mexico State Aggies. Nominated so, by <laughs> New Mexico State two years in a row when he was at Liberty and then now at Auburn. I I really so <laughs> if this this game was 10-7 at halftime. And I was really New Mexico State comes out and scores, and I was really close to saying Jerry Kill is Hugh Freeze's kryptonite right then and there, but I was like, we're going to give it a minute. Yeah. About five minutes into that fourth quarter, I was like, holy shit, Hugh Freeze cannot beat Jerry Kill. Love to see it. I that picked was... Auburn for logical reasons. Yeah, I did. Damn, this is fun. I, I <laughs> ate the cupcake. It was poison, but I, I ate the cupcake. I want Auburn to beat Alabama so fucking bad right now dude like i hate and to say then, it. i hate to say it, but that is how this year has been set up the entire way we are due for an iron bowl upset coming off of this loss and dude, then i would new have mexico to check state, on my friends new mexico state is a 20 something point favorite over alabama by the transitive property of college football at that point <laughs> well and then you need alabama to go ahead and beat georgia so New Mexico State can claim SEC champs. <laughs> if they do that, if they do that, I will contact somebody in their fucking athletic department and say and telling them I will buy a hundred shirts if they make them. I will just make them and send them to the athletic department. I'll make them and sell them to Bug. Apparently it's guaranteed profit. <laughs> All right. My games of the weekend. Start hold on, hold on. With go the... back. What are we giving Bug here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, fair point. I've, I've got one bonus point. Uh, you've got the North Dakota, Illinois State, fantastic game. Uh, and then the ever fun loving upset. I'm not giving uh, him Washington State, Colorado. Well, uh, you shouldn't. Of course. I say, who cares? Close game, schmose game. We're giving you plus one for New Mexico State by itself. I, I also want to point out now this. <laughs> This was like a USA Today offshoot in Montgomery that wrote this preview for this game. Now, they were very respectful of New Mexico State, but this is how much the SEC sucks its own farts down. They said that Auburn would win this game. Their prediction was 
38 to 14 and said New Mexico State would get those points in garbage time. And they couldn't have been more fucking wrong. And that, my friends, was the sprinkles on top of the cupcake. I, I have to say I'm proud of you because you did not you, – you stopped yourself from saying what you wanted to say and you said sucking their own farts down. And I'm I'm proud of you for, for catching yourself and not saying what you actually wanted to say. No, that was exactly what I wanted to say. Yeah, they're huffing their own methane. That's actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great way to put it. All right. Now for my games of the weekend. Starting us off with the NEC title game. Not really, but. De facto. The de unofficial. Facto. Because the winner of this one was going to the FCS playoffs to Kane at Merrimack. And it would have been the first ever playoff appearance for Merrimack, but it was not meant to be as the Dukes. Do pull this one out, 26 to 14. I'm going to be honest, not really that good of a game. Merrimack got a garbage time touchdown to make this one closer than uh, on paper than it was in real life. Duquesne kind of dominated this one, which I was surprised at, even though I did pick the Dukes. Yeah, I've just not been... I know this was like a de facto title game and everything. I've just not been high on Merrimack all year. And they, they seem yeah. to creep their way into conversations and have the past couple of years. I, I don't know. I've just never really seen it there from them. I wasn't either. Like, I wasn't high on either of these teams. It was just cool to get to pick these. I think this is the first time we get a chance to pick both of these teams. Which um, is one of the reasons I picked this game. Yeah. yeah. So, but so I went with the team that would have been fun to pick. It was Merrimack. It was fun until it wasn't. Now the next one here, Alabama State at Prairie View AM. We got Prairie Dogged because we all took the Hornets in this one, even though Prairie View AM did come out on top 21 to 14. And what was actually a, a I thought a pretty great game back and forth all the way, uh, at least in the second half for sure. It felt like it could have gone either way to the last minute. But Alabama State could not hold on. And Prairie View AM then wins their division of the SWAC and will play Florida A&M for the SWAC championship and the right to play Howard in the Celebration Bowl. Congratulations to the Panthers here in a season that I did not expect from them. I don't think really anybody expected it from no. them, for being completely honest. To be fair, I don't know anyone knows anything about that entire division of the SWAC. It really feels like the SWAC comes down to Jackson State, Southern, Florida A&M, Basically every year, so everyone yeah. pays attention to that side. <laughs> then this You're not wrong. Prairie View AM flying under the radar, but damn, what a great season for them, really. And finally, UNLV at Air Force in one of the You're welcome four remaining deciding games in the Mountain West this year. This one, New Mexico upsetting Fresno State, knocked Fresno State out of the title race. And so now we're down to this next upcoming week, UNLV San Jose State, Air Force Boise State. The winners of those two games will meet in the conference title game. What an insane year for the Mountain West. And it happened on an insane comeback by UNLV. 31-27 ends up being your final score. The Rebels Get their first win over Air Force in a long time. Ten years. And <laughs> and thank you, Tug, for forcing us all to pick UNLV. <laughs> so 
I get to say my line again because that is the story of this game. Air Force played one half of football, and unfortunately, there are, in fact, more than one half of football. In fact, there's two. Uh, one. If, if there's overtime, there could be three halves of football. I, I, will, a half. I will also <laughs> throw out here that Tug is getting very tired of us picking Air Force games. Yes. <laughs> I just want a break. I'm tired we of being upset. Have we it. have to pick it. I know. I know. Boise State. It I'm just has tired. to be picked. I just <laughs> I want you guys to pick it the way you want to pick it, not picking it for the memes anymore. Okay. Then just okay. okay, then then for this next week, we're just gonna put the big dude from the green mile because you're tired, boss. That's that's your pick. <laughs> You're John Coffee on this next game. <laughs> we we have badgered you enough. We have shoved the Blue Falcon down your throat enough, and so has Air Force. I think here's, in that scenario. Here's the deal. I get the point, though, if Air Force wins. I'm going to give you the Air point Force regardless. Wins. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, I'm in. In that scenario, I think I get to be Tom Hanks, and you get to be the scumbag warden who <laughs> shits on everybody. Doug, can we fit a little text box in there that says every Air Force Falcons fan, like, next to my picture? Just, I'm tired, boss. I'm real tired, boss. If you can make that work, I'm in. We'll see. See what happens. <laughs> but uh, what do you guys think? Most points, if any. Um, well, Prairie View, Alabama State, that technically an upset? I don't know. I don't think either way would have been really considered an upset. Okay. I'm going to give you Air Force UNLV because comebacks like, comebacks like that are fun. And actually, I believe Air Force was favored, so technically it's an upset anyway. Uh, so I will give you UNLV. I'd give you two. So I think if we need to yeah, take it's probably to, towards. If we need to take it to X, though, I think Alabama State Prairie View a is the game that we're we're putting on the poll. I acknowledged her existence again. She left. <laughs> Are we taking it to X or not, Tug? It's up to you. When was that second touchdown for Al- uh, Alabama State? Was You're it asking a- too many questions. It's going to X now. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My first game. Uh, again, I don't really think the score on this one tells you how this game actually was. It was a lot closer until about the end of the game. Uh, SMU traveling down to Memphis. Uh, ben, I played your game. I, I picked a game where I knew you were picking, uh, and it worked out in my favor. SMU takes this one 38-14. No, it wasn't. It was 38-34. That's it. Yeah. I was like, I, I was thought like, the that... score was a lot closer. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I know Memphis scored more than 14 <laughs> points. I watched this fucking game. So, all right, so normally that's just a typo. I did this intentionally because fuck you from trying to make the Memphis logo bigger on the last episode. <laughs> so I made it smaller, gave you fewer points, and gave you a giant-ass red X. I've noticed all that. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I saw all of that when I was game. looking through the but slides. fuck you. 38-34. This one did, in fact, come down to the wire. Uh, Memphis was driving, and I think they – did they lose it on fourth down or did they turn the ball over? Yeah, it was a turnover and downs. So They, uh, they had two timeouts left. They were able to call 
uh, maybe they only had one timeout. No, they had two. And so what ended up happening is on second down, instead of just straight kneeling, they had they ran backwards for five, six seconds before he kneeled. And then on fourth down, he like ran for his life away from everybody, killed another five seconds, and that was the ball game. Yeah. Real uh real disappointing way to lose. There was some shenanery that went on uh with the punt and a few other things. Because originally what had happened was there was a punt that came down all the way to the one yard line, which of course means that they actually have to fucking play football instead of just kneeling it. Uh and that didn't happen. There was, that got called back and there were there were just a lot of things that I was not very thrilled with at the end of this game. Overall, like this if the stories in UCLA are true and Chip Kelly is in fact done after this season, I hope every Memphis fan that hears this and wants Ryan Silverfield out pays very close attention to what's about to happen to UCLA if they have to undergo a new coach after letting go of a winning coach because this shit's getting ridiculous. Or they're all going to say, let's get rid of Ryan Silverfield and pick up Chip Kelly. Yeah, that's more likely what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably accurate. Although Chip Kelly's going to have other suitors elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my second game was the UAC de facto championship game here. Central Arkansas taking on number fifteen Austin P. Uh, we all said let's go P and P. We did. Uh, Austin P takes this one 14-12 in a fantastic game down to the wire type game. Doug, you were there. What you got for us? So it was a fantastic game. Like the first quarter was a pure defensive battle. There were some beautiful quarterback pooch punts by Central Arkansas in the first half. Nice to see. Uh, I just want to shout out to the fan that was behind me in the stands who yelled every single play that Central Arkansas was on defense. Hey, ref, number eight's off sides again. And uh, every single fucking play. Was he actually off sides? No. <laughs> <laughs> he was not. He was committed but, to the bit, though. Uh, that's David Walker for Central Arkansas, who we've talked about on the show before as one of our favorite edge rushers in all of the FCS. Uh, and he was lined up in a two-point stance, uh, really close to the neutral zone, but not in the neutral zone. And this man thought he was very clearly offsides when he was not. And it was hilarious for the first half, and it got old very quickly as the game went on because every single fucking play. <laughs> and at one point in the in the fourth quarter, he just yelled, hey, guess where number eight is? And somebody else was like, offsides? He was like, hell yeah. That's the most Arkansas thing <laughs> oh my God. I've heard in it a was, while. It was, was in Clarkville, Kentucky, Tennessee. Yeah. I, I understand that, but it was a Central <laughs> Arkansas fan. No, it was not. No, it was not. We were talking about number eight on Central Arkansas. Oh, Jesus. Quote, unquote, offsides. These are Tennessee people. Eh, it's Clarkville. They're basically <laughs> Kentucky people. Let's call them down there. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then my final game, I took us down to prime time in the SEC because, you know, it just means more. Let's go, Cox. 
I'm surprised. I tried pulling this game twice with you, Bug. I'm. I was impressed you did not take the Gamecocks here. I was thor- thoroughly impressed. I, I believe I said this on Thursday. Their defense is so fucking bad. There was no shot yeah. out. Take them. The fact that they held yeah. Kentucky to 14 That's... is a They had to have gotten their fucking ass reamed after that Jacksonville State game. Because right. like, there's no reason this game – they should have won a close game like this. There's no reason they should have won. So, two crazy things here. Uh, number one, South Carolina won. What the fuck? Second of all, Spencer Rattler got an invite to the Senior Bowl, I think in part because he finally won a game. So, congratulations, <laughs> Spencer Rattler. Oh, man. Yeah, the Wildcats traveled down to take on the Gamecocks in South Carolina. South Carolina takes it 17 to 14, beating the spread, in fact, which was minus two and a half for South Carolina. You Uh, said South Carolina took it. I think Kentucky bent over and took it. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Uh, The way this works. Unfortunately, both of these teams also played one half of total football. Uh, they just spread it out differently. So South Carolina played the first and fourth quarter and Kentucky played the middle quarters. It was 14, 10 going into the fourth quarter and uh, South Carolina comes out, scores touchdown. There's your ball game. Um, if I had to pick two quarters to show up for, I think it'd be number one, and number four. Yeah. It, good, good strategy. I'd rather Same. show for all four, but yeah, but I can mm, get that's, not, that's not an option. Right. But uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'll throw it to you guys. Where where you guys got me here? That's a plus two week for you. Oh, yeah. I think it's your first plus two week ever. So congrats no, on that. It's not. It's not. I've had one. And you've had two minus one weeks. So I like, yeah. so we're, All right. we're, we're, we're even now. All right. Back to- well, congrats. You did it finally. Finally. <laughs> About time. About time. <laughs> well, let's see if that saved you it on the week in total. It didn't. Uh, it did not. You got third place this week. 20 and 14 overall. Hey, look, that's Air Force's season in my hand, just falling away. <laughs> also known as depression. That's, <laughs> that's what we have here on the slide. At least you're smiling about it. Uh, <laughs> I'm literally bowl season. <laughs> Bug here is patiently biding his time, but also creeping up. And the standings only 13 points behind Tug here now. Uh, this with... this really is all just the fact that I had one really fucking bad week. Can You had a couple really bad weeks. Like week three, four, five up there were really awful for you. And then you've, you've been climbing back slowly but surely ever since. Just buying your time for that bowl season. As, it, as we know you to do. As one does. Yeah. But that does mean that I'm back on top. <laughs> Return of the dub. <laughs> oh, God. I'll let it, I'll let it get to it, but I'm really worried that we need to get made on this one. Now. You can, you can stop it time. Oh, but I, we were going to turn up the Mac. I know that's not the lyrics, but that's the, the version of the lyrics I like best. Well, everyone got the idea. That's, that's what matters here. 24 and 10, uh, best week for me in a couple here. I needed it for sure. Pulling back ahead of Tug. Staying uh, me off a little bit more. You've only got a. Uh, we get, yeah, 
Oh, there's a lot of math involved. I give up. Yeah. <laughs> math. Who's math. doing math? Tug, apparently. I said I gave up. I, I gave it up. <laughs> but wait, there's more. There's always more. Oh, there's more for sure. So we didn't talk about this Tuesday night maction while it was going on, but Akron at Eastern Michigan went to double overtime, and the Eagles ended up pulling this one out. Akron not having a great year. Hold on, hold on. I got to address something. Okay. I pick the Gamecocks all the fucking time. Get with the program, Painted Bronco. If you're listening to audio, that's the power of watching us live on Twitch is you can make Bug mad and then live in person. He responds to you. (laughs) He's not lying to you. He does pick the Cox all the time. All the time. (laughs) Uh, One game that I really enjoyed uh, this weekend, Illinois at number 16, Iowa, because Iowa clinched the Big Ten West with this win. They also won by a surprising two points. I wonder where those two points came from. Oh, that's right. It was a safety. It was their third safety of the season that leads the FBS in safeties for a team. And uh, that was the difference in this game. So so what you're telling me is, <laughs> what you're telling me is, their punter set them up for a safety and they got it. Yes. And on yeah. senior day, Tory Taylor came out to the biggest round of applause I've ever heard in my life. It was for their punter. What round does this? What round does this guy go in? Because zeroth round, they will be trading all. Everyone will be trading all of their picks to take him a number one overall. It's what the Bears need more than anything. (laughs) Yes, actually, that wouldn't be bad. The Bears could set up a very Iowa style team that could work for them. It it has before. They won a Super Bowl that way, right? They also had an offense that year. They I have also Peyton. That, yeah. That's an offense. Yeah. <laughs> it's not often they, one they, man they, makes they, an they, offense, but they're two players because they had Walter Payton running behind the fridge. So that's that was that only fridge on the goal was line. a defensive tackle. I know, but when he ran behind the fridge, it was glorious, and I loved it he, more than anything. He still and has they, offensive so rushes. It, it just means more. That's what I say. The fridge has more touchdowns in the Super Bowl game than Walter Payton. Exactly. exactly. So I'm right. <laughs> I do want to shout out Appalachian State here. They ruined James Madison's perfect season in overtime, so 26-23. Appalachian State uh, does this all the time. This I is know. this is their MO. This. Also, if I'm not mistaken, isn't this the second time game day has gone to James Madison and they've blown their perfect season? After college game day went to JMU, I actually don't remember them going to JMU last year. I thought they it was, yeah, I could it be was like three years ago. I don't remember if they won or lost, but yes, they game day has been at JMU before. It was it was when they were at FCS though. It, um, ironically enough, they might have watching State when this happened too. This I mean <laughs> in a minute. A couple games I want to highlight too. North Carolina at Clemson. I would not have expected North Carolina to drop this game, but I think they finally come back down to earth and Dabo Sweeney's gotten everybody's heads out of their asses at Clemson and gotten them going. And then the big one, Florida at number nine, Missouri. Florida had a chance to close this one out. They took the lead late. They had Missouri on fourth down and then just decided to not cover the best receiver on Missouri's team. Technique only. 
and in fairness, he kind of just walked up the field and then did a quick pivot, caught the ball, and got another 15 fucking yards. And that, I mean, I I thought Missouri was going to just score a fucking touchdown the way they started moving the ball at will after that play. It was insane. But they won by two. Yeah. Yeah, I was also kind of hoping they'd shank it. They were kicking towards that north end zone, and I was like, if he's going to miss it. I'm like, oh, boy. Oh. That's, that's the second week in a row they've beaten the curse of the north end zone. Well, I'm not even going to count last week because that was just a fucking ass kicking from start to finish. If it was going to apply anywhere, it was going to be this week. <laughs> oh, man. Any games you want to talk about on this slide here, Tug, or you want to move on to the FCS? I mean, the one that would be the most intriguing to me is the one we've already talked about, New Mexico at Fresno State. That's absolutely massive. I never would have picked that upset. Fresno State has been yeah. a wild team all year. Nobody quite knows what's going on with them. That's the first win over Fresno State for New Mexico since, I believe, 1999. So, nice for the Lobos. Jesus. <laughs> hey, look, VMI showed up for a game again. I know. Oh, my gosh. Western Carolina has fallen off uh. so hard. They started off so incredible, and then VMI beat them by a field goal and knocked them out of the playoff. That's what happened here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Townsend, kind of brutal. Townsend upset the, the Rams. That makes me sad. And Samford upset UT Martin, knocking UT Martin out of the playoff as well. Got a lot. I it. think UT Martin would have been in with a win over Samford. Uh, some, some wild upsets here. Then Eastern Kentucky finally – Played like I knew they were capable of. It took them until the last week of the season against Stephen F. Austin, 36-24. I know it wasn't a close game, but I put it in here anyway because it makes me feel good. Eastern good. Kentucky played well for once. What Let's is go. What is with these teams in firing their coaches after wins? You know, that's a good question. Northern Arizona just did know. it. Yeah. Well, Northern Arizona's ass. Eastern Washington is yeah. just bigger ass. No, no, that's fine. But they won and then fired. They did not fire their coach before they won. They won and then said, yeah, hey, dude, thanks. See ya. <laughs> if I had to pick, though, I'd take bigger, juicier ass every time. <laughs> Detroit Draft City. I like it. <laughs> this is what happens yeah. when you miss shows. This is the second yeah. show it's been on. And I, look, I still enjoy it. I've loved it for two shows now. I got sick of looking at the Detroit skyline, so here we are looking to kiss. And look, you know Detroit, what? A picture of the Detroit skyline is just a straight lie anyway. People in Detroit get tired of looking at it, too, because it doesn't <laughs> I thought you were going to say the Detroit skyline is in that picture, and I was going to say, yeah, I know, technically, but we're going to move on. So <laughs> my offensive prospect I wanted to watch this week was Jacob Cowing, who decided not to show up for this game, so that's cool. And Two put catches for seven points. yards. Uh, that's bad. I'm starting to think you're cursed. <laughs> yes. It's past couple of weeks anyway. So Arizona had like two receivers really went off in this game. Neither of them were the guy that I wanted to go off in this game. Unfortunately. That's fine, I guess. It is what it is. Yeah. That's it's about all we can say there. Uh, moving on to the defensive lineman, Tyler Barron did not put up many stats. I'm fine with that though. He's like a three-four defensive end type. He's not always going to put up stats. 
Here's what I will say watching this game. This was one of his best games of the season, legitimately. Uh, he added two, three pressures in the game. Not sacks, but quarterback hurries. I love that. Also had did have a couple of tackles. Most of the time they ran away from him. He ended up still kind of plugging holes very effectively and creating pressure in key situations when you needed him to. So Tyler Barron is a guy to look out for just based off of actual in-game value for your defense. If you Not can affect that. If you can affect the way the offense is going to call the game with your presence, you're doing a good job. Right. So, yeah, two bad players for me stat-wise. But I think Tyler Barron looked actually pretty phenomenal. This was up there with the South Carolina game. Maybe the the Vanderbilt game uh, will be up there as well next week. Looking forward to that one. (laughs) But this was one of his best games of the year, and it was against the best – team of the year against Georgia. So that, that's a that's a big deal. And I would be willing to take Tyler Barron on day three somewhere. I don't think he has the athletic profile to go much higher than that, but he definitely has the technique down and could be a valuable rotational line piece, depending on what scheme you want to run. So some day three value there for sure. And then this is the FCS playoff bracket. I said we were going to get into it a little bit, and we will be picking each of these games as we get to them. Now, if you're watching this on a small screen, I know that this is hard to read. This is the official bracket, so blame the NCAA. Um, I didn't have time to make one that looked better than this. I had to take what the NCAA gave me, and it sucks. I'm sorry. But I'm going to read out the first round because – There are some very interesting matchups here. Uh, I guess before we do that, we should say the seeds. Number one, South Dakota State, of course. Number two, Montana. Number three, South Dakota in a shocker. Number four, Idaho. Five, Albany, who did not win the CAA, but gets the highest seed out of the CAA. Six, Montana State. Seven, Furman. And eight, Villanova all get a first round by and a seed into these playoffs. Yeah, I I was shocked that South Dakota got the number three seed. I'm actually a little impressed that after that drubbing Montana State kept their seed. I agree. I think Furman keeping their seed is equally impressive. <laughs> well, I, I gotta say without Without losing to Wofford, they were the number two seed locked. Yeah, right. And they sat a lot of guys. Now, I know they did lose, but they were trying to stay healthy for the playoffs. So it's like a little bit hard to judge them off that one game necessarily. Like they are still definitively one of the best teams in the FCS when they're all healthy and all playing. Just They decided not to do that for some stupid reason. I... I am honestly a little surprised, though, that the Big Sky ended up with three seeds versus the Missouri Valley ending up with three seeds. They kind of mentioned this on the selection show, though. The Missouri Valley is so close and so tight and so competitive that they inevitably were beating up on each other all year. So it makes sense that 
the Big Sky was able to come away with three seeds versus the Missouri Valley Football Conference, who, by the way, I think have the most teams in this playoff bracket this season, and that should come as no surprise to anybody either. So in the first round, and we'll be facing South Dakota State in round two, we have the Big South OVC champ Gardner-Webb against SoCon runner-up and playoff newcomer Mercer, their first ever playoff appearance here. Good for Uh, them. And a battle of seven and four teams. Gardner-Webb, though, another season where they played multiple FBS opponents. Probably a little bit better than the record shows. They are conference champs, got the AQ. So I expect Gardner-Webb to, once again, at least be extremely competitive in these playoffs. And the Mercer Bears are no joke either. And I think it might as well talk about it here. UT Martin, as we already mentioned, is missing the playoffs. Former OVC members. With the combined conference, they only get one automatic bid, and that absolutely bit them in the ass this year. Absolutely. Then against number two seed Montana in the second round, we will see the winner of Lafayette, Delaware, two of the last teams to make it in the playoffs, the Patriot champ and automatic qualifier Lafayette against the team who lost to Villanova 35-7, the Blue Hens. Probably still going to be a lot of people's pick in that first-round matchup, not going to lie. Absolutely. Against number three, South Dakota, in the second round will be the winner of Sacramento State, North Dakota. Two teams very much so on the bubble. Kind of surprised both of them are in, and yet, I mean, we called it a while ago, at least Bug did. Look, I don't think you'd change much here. You could swap Sacramento State for UC Davis, and I think it's still valid. Uh, But that's really the big issue here is that Sacramento State's in and UC Davis is on the outside looking in. Yeah, and this this was a big conversation, probably as much of a conversation as, you know, the number of Missouri Valley football conference teams that got in. They really looked at the road these teams took to get to their respective amount of wins. I don't know that I agree with Sacramento State getting in, although I do get the logic. I feel like if any of these teams had played Vanderbilt and beaten them, they should get that same treatment, even though Vanderbilt is also just awful. But they are a Power 5 opponent. Vanderbilt's better than Stanford this year. Mm. you got to give them some credit. Next up, number four seed, Idaho will be facing the winner of Nichols at Southern Illinois in round two. Here Uh, here is what blew my mind. I I had reserved myself to SIU not getting in because of how bad they have played on the road against their conference opponents. Youngstown State destroyed them at Youngstown State. North Dakota State destroyed them at the Dome. They played well at home. They played really well at home. They had a chance to beat South Dakota State, more than one chance for that matter. On the road, they have been awful against anybody with any type of talent. I'm curious to see what Nick Hill is going to be able to do with them in the playoffs. Hey, what do you know? That looks like it's a home match for him. Right? (laughs) Yeah, every single Missouri Valley team gets at least one home game 
in these playoffs. Wild. <laughs> Am I counting uh, six of them? Yes. The number five seed Albany awaits the winner of NC Central at Richmond. This is a game we've already mentioned. NC Central, the first MEAC team to make the playoffs. I couldn't possibly tell you the last one. Uh, I think it has happened before, but it's not that common for Celebration Bowl reasons. And then Richmond does get in after their win over William & Mary. Definitively needed to win that one to get in, based on how this has gone so far. Probably came down to Richmond, UC Davis, uh, or maybe Central Arkansas for that last playoff spot. Richmond gets the nod. Yeah, I Richmond, a bit of a surprise, makes more sense because they were the conference champion than some of these other teams. NC Central being able to get in, I think, also really threw a wrench in a lot of things. Nobody really wanted yeah. to say it because they are absolutely deserving, but them not going to the Celebration Bowl did change a lot of other teams' fates. Definitely. Put my tinfoil cap back on. I think that was more intentional than we want to admit. It's hard to think that. It hurts to think that, but it's entirely possible at this point. That's literally impossible. That cannot happen. No, no team would plan to lose by 30 points and then just – I don't think they plan to lose by 30. That's, that's not how football works. <laughs> there was an upset that happened. It does happen occasionally. <laughs> I mean, goodness. Just ask Auburn. Right. <laughs> oh, man. And hopefully Alabama this weekend. <laughs> the number six Montana State Bobcats will be awaiting the winner of Drake at North Dakota State. Drake also, this is their first ever Playoff appearance. I, yeah. I I have a feeling it's going to be a short one. Having to go. I just going to say that. <laughs> Playing in yeah. a dome in Fargo. Ah, uh, uh-uh. Don't like that. Mm-hmm. Pretty rough. Pretty rough way to go. Also, feels like a, an, a surprisingly easy second-round matchup for the Bison after what Montana State's been doing the past couple of weeks here. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe Montana State takes this bye week as a chance to just rest up and actually be prepared to play again. Maybe and you know maybe that's what they needed. You know what's crazy is we could have a Missouri Valley football conference quarterfinal matchup. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I love it. I love it. I, Make that a thing. I'm putting good – we need North Dakota State, obviously, to win too, but our odds increase significantly on the uh, the other side of that matchup with uh, South Dakota potentially playing North Dakota. Whew. And then wow. – All right, so the number seven seed. Playing. Number seven seed, Furman, awaits the winner of Chattanooga, Austin P in Let's the go state P. playoff game here. The mocks and the governors. I honestly, I know you're not going to because there are other games on that you want to watch at home this week. Mm-hmm. I would that of all the playoff games taking place this week, that is the one I would want to go to the most. That's I mean, I was going to suggest that you and I try to go to some Nichols, Southern Illinois, but also there are other games to watch this weekend. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the game. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I honestly thought about that, too. And I was like, I'm not even going to ask. He's not going to want to go <laughs> sit, ass, <laughs> sit, sit his ass in Carbondale again. Like, 
Though I did consider this next one as well, because the number eight seed Villanova will await the winner of Duquesne at Youngstown State. Uh, Let's again, go Again, another regional matchup here. Pittsburgh at Youngstown is pretty dang close to each other. And the Let's winner will go, go to Philadelphia. Pick. So that ought to tell you right there, that's a little bit of a philosophy of the seeding of these playoffs too. Regionality is still a very significant factor here. The, the bid system is weird. So there was a podcast with the chair of the FCS playoff committee and Sam Herter. If you don't know who Sam Herter is, look him up on X, one of the, one of the most fantastic FCS media voices that we have uh, in the country. And on this episode, the chair of the FCS playoff committee explained that they don't get to see what the bids are until they've already decided who the playoff teams are going to be. So the home team is decided later once they see what the bid is, who can host, who has enough hotel rooms, who can put up the money to be able to host this. But the playoff teams are decided first. So there was no, like, Missouri Valley putting the bill and making their paying their way into getting more playoff teams that was decided beforehand. And then, you know, the Missouri Valley gets the playoffs so often they're all really ready to host playoff games. So (laughs) kind of understand that too. Um, But yeah, it does, it does come down to a bid system partially based off of guaranteed ticket revenue, what the school's willing to foot the bill for if they don't sell enough tickets, kind of recovering uh, travel costs for the other team and a bunch of weird, stupid factors that most fans shouldn't have to think about, but we do because we're talking about the FCS. And I just want to say, I want to personally thank the FCS selection committee for putting Sacramento State in the playoffs to draw all the attention away from the fact that SIU made it in. <laughs> because as soon as I saw the Salukis were in, I was like, oh, fuck, people yeah. are going to be pissed. <laughs> and then Sacramento State made it. And UC Davis didn't. I was like, oh, yeah. thank you. We're back. All right. We're good. <laughs> Honestly. Like, well, and Incarnate Word not making it also made people yeah. pretty mad. They showed who they were. I, I said it last week. They showed yeah. who they were. I just want to give you a shout out, Doug, as we're sitting there and we're ranking the, or both of you guys, actually, as we're sitting there ranking these teams, we had called out that the MVFC and the Big Sky were going to be a five-team playoff conferences and you got six out of the missouri valley and four yeah. out of the big sky that and is three were seated from the big sky and three right. were seated from the big sky right and i it's... i will say too i think that's part of the reason and they talked about it on the selection show too the missouri valley football conference beaten up on each other that's why we didn't see three teams seated there yeah i'm still amazed they got six teams in there when i, I would like to and I, Again, I keep coming back to SIU, but they had to have been the last one that they put in. They had to yeah. be one of the last two or three in. But what was weird to me is everybody on the show was not saying they were one of the last four in. They they kind of just were like, yep, they're they in. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it's just it's it's insane to me. I know. I know. At some point, you look at the Missouri Valley. It's like, yeah, throw one of them in there. Southern Illinois, Northern Iowa, Illinois State. What's the difference? Put one yeah. of those spellers in. They're going to win at least one game. Make us look smart. <laughs> it it is crazy to me the regionality. They're they're going to say that Nichols is 
all the way down Louisiana is going to be a, an easy drive up to Carbondale. I guess it is a straight shot, right? But, I mean, it's closer yeah. than most of these other games. That's would the be for Nichols. The uh, I don't know. Chattanooga or Austin P probably would have been closer. Yeah, Sacram- that's, that's an in-state Point. game, so that's you kind of Sacramento, have Sacramento State going to Fargo. Or not Fargo, going to, uh, is it Bismarck that it's in? Yeah, yeah Bismarck. Bismarck. Yeah, those are probably your two furthest Those are, those uh, are I guess, furthest in the first round here. I guess you could have done uh, Nichols to NC Central. And then, or no, Nichols to Mercer. Gardner Webb, NC Central. I don't know a good scenario you, yeah. there. You, you lose it very quickly, so you're gonna I, you're fine. gonna have a couple teams that still have to travel. It's it's, but... it's fine what they ended up doing, I guess. <laughs> it works. It works. Yeah, kind of. That kind. Of. <laughs> the best these are <laughs> these are Division two or three programs. They still right. have money where they well, can trap. Oh gosh, speaking of that, they're, some of those Division one programs. So Hold sacked. on. What? Oh, dude, they're Division One programs. The Division Two bracket, though, is so yeah. fun. Right. Go That's check out. I know. Like, we've two, talked, we've talked about brackets. it. We've talked about it last last week. We talked we talked about it on Discord too. Like I I didn't really pay too much attention to it until after this first round of games. And I'm like, you've got your fucking finals taking place in one fucking right. region. Yeah. This bracket. Yep. Right. Well, we talked oh, about God. Yeah. Jeez. Anyway, the FCS playoffs are set. Uh, they're at least mostly correct. We we agree with like the majority of the decisions. So that's an improvement from last year. And we're going to be picking all those games as we get into them. So this has been a, almost a two-hour show already. Uh, <laughs> we don't want to do that to ourselves on Thanksgiving Day. So the next time you're going to see us live is actually the day before Thanksgiving. This coming Wednesday, we'll be live previewing Rivalry Week and the first round of the FCS playoffs. Got a lot of games to talk about. Should be another long show for you guys. Uh, Tug will not be there. I'm doing Thanksgiving early with my family because I have to work Thanksgiving night. Fucking get out of here with that bullshit. Fucking work. Fuck work. (laughs) Family work. Fuck you. Uh, uh, yeah, so we'll be, Bug and I will be live Wednesday <laughs> to preview Rivalry Week. And then we, uh, we're we about to roll into Army-Navy Week, which means we're about to roll into... Me oh. picking Air Force for an eighth week in a row. Uh, yeah, you'll be picking Air Force every week from now until <laughs> uh, the, the Military Bowl... No, it's the armed. It's the armed forces bowl. It always has been the armed forces bowl. It will always be the armed forces bowl. It's destiny. I hope you're in the cheese it bowl again. I'd be okay with that. That's not the cheese it bowl anymore. It's the pop tart bowl now. Get it right. No fucking way. Is it really? (laughs) No. 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 That would be painful. That That would be painful. I hope it's the Duke's mayo. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking weirdo. What that? I do not like mayonnaise. Mayonnaise is fantastic. Hey, Tug, you got you got some uh, you got some links for us. You guys want to put them back up? 
No, I want you to read them do out it, memory. Do it and I want you to tell me the Discord link from memory, too. <laughs> we have our patreon.com slash btfootball, twitch.tv slash big dudes in the trenches, x.com slash btfootball, facebook.com slash btfootball, instagram.com slash bt underscore football, bdtfootball.com, mailbox at bdtfootball.com, youtube.com slash at big dudes in the trenches. And I love you, but no, the Discord link will be linked in the description below. That means you don't love us, actually. Well, then, so be it. Damn. Boo. They really do be like that sometimes, I guess. I got a joke, but I don't know that it's super appropriate. So I like that. Makes it better. Doug called him (laughs) Sam Titman today. (laughs) What what do you call a lesbian dinosaur? Uh, A dicosaurus? Not that bad. <laughs> a lick a lot was... of <laughs> Fair. <laughs> all right, I ladies mean... and gentlemen, that's clearly all the time we have in the show today. <laughs> Thank you for watching it or listening. And just remember, you can't win a game if you can't win the trenches.